You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall podcast. If you'd like to watch the video version, head to youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode six of Up the Waterfall. Ooh, six. Who knew? Yeah. So hopefully if you are listening to this for the first time, uh, up until now, our episodes have not needed to happen in a certain order, but yeah, if, this is now part two. Yeah, I would say if you're listening to this now, you should go back and listen to episode five. Yes, first. this is part two of an Epcot <laughs> series, which may go to three parts. We aren't sure at this point in time. We're just going to go. Um, part one included our Future World thoughts. East. Yes. So Spaceship Earth. <clears throat> uh, universe of Energy, World of Motion, and then Horizons. Mm, horizons. We touched a little bit on Communicore East. Um, we even touched a little bit on Communicore West. We did. So now we're going to jump right in. Ooh. I will say again that this is, you know, more of our personal history with, with Epcot. We are Epcot history buffs. Um, you probably I know think so. many more facts and figures than I do, given oh, you I don't have. Know. You know, well over a hundred Epcot books. A hundred. Come on. Okay, well. Hundreds. Hundreds <laughs> of Epcot books among your thousands of other books. There you go. That are Disney related. Um, so we aren't going to get into all of, you know, the black and white facts. Only we're going to talk about how Epcot made us feel and why we became yes. super, super diehard Epcot fans. Very much so. Um, so that said... We're going to jump right in and go to, I guess, chronologically, we'll go to the land. It has to be the land. And then we'll add Living Seas. I do um, want to end on But not only that, Imagination was not opening. Yes, was not open that's on right. the opening day. So yeah, on that other side. It a different side, uh, date, anniversary date. March 5th, in mm. fact, of 83. It's weird. So, yeah, so from October 1st to uh, of 82 <laughs> through March 5th of 1983, on that other side, there was the land the presented land. by Kraft. Yes, and I always did love the land. <coughs> oh, me too. <laughs> um, Loved it. I think the land was the most relatable of all of the pavilions because it—I mean—it did talk about the future of farming, but it, everything that you went through, especially with um, "Listen to the Land" boat ride. Yes, that is correct. Right, it's not living with the, living with the land is now. It changed. Listen to the Land original boat ride was all very like, oh, this is, you know, things I could do if I really felt the inclination in my backyard. I felt it was kind of, they were showcasing what can, what could be done. Yeah. Um, with, with the limited land, if you will, or mm -hmm. basically even, it seemed like they were growing everything in sand. <laughs> it kind yeah, of seemed that I, way. I mean, so. If we well, let, let's start from the beginning. Yes. I mean, the outside of the land pavilion has the amazing mosaic tiles, which so beautiful, and I guess will it, never be touched. Yeah, it kind of represents the the strata, if you will, of just the land, and and it's interesting that they are mirrored images of themselves, with a very few uh, few exceptions. 
Um, and uh, what was fun about the land was that it was kind of up on a hill, which yeah. at that point hadn't really. Well, I guess Haunted Mansion was up on a hill, but you didn't really go up the right. hill. Right, you to had get to into go it. up, up a, and you still do have to yeah. go up a pretty significant hill to get to the second floor. Yes. And there's a, a whole first floor. And then you could walk to the railing and look over to see the super fun seating area and the oh, the attractions God. that were downstairs. Love love, um, yeah, I love the open open concept of that and the little balloons. Yeah, it was always just such a fun place to be. And despite oh, our previous discussion that we only went to table service restaurants, that really was one of my favorite quick service oh, places yeah. because back then when I was definitely not a vegan or vegetarian, <laughs> they had barbecue there at yes. one of the little stands. Yeah, there were probably eight different uh, kind of like mini restaurants, and they each had their own kind of a line. Farmer's Market, will. it was called yeah, it was back called then. The it wasn't market. Sunshine Seasons. So I remember there was one for like just potatoes. They had a yeah, potato bar. that's right. And I lo- the barbecue one, uh, mm-hmm. that was my favorite too. And to me... Like, I wasn't a huge barbecue person coming from Massachusetts, um, but the barbecue tasted the way, which we didn't even talk about in Spaceship Earth when you went through Rome burning. Oh, yes. So I always thought that of that. It like and barbecue that's sauce. how I judge all barbecue <laughs> sauces is whether it tastes to me like Rome burning smells on yes, Spaceship Earth. Because there are some, you know, there's Carolina barbecue sauce, yeah. vinegar-based, and there's mustard-based, and then podcast. there's, you know, sweet <laughs> But then, but then there is also <laughs> smoky. Yes. And the smoky barbecues is the one that smelled like Rome burning. Um, and then, of course, for a time there, that that was where the infamous handwich. The handwich was there. Yes. Was. I, I honestly can't remember if I ever had a handwich. I did. It wasn't as defining to me, uh, yeah. Epcot defining to me as it was I to a lot of people. People just like glommed onto it because at the time it, it was, was such it a. It was definitely a unique concept. Yeah, it was to a be unique. Able to hold a, weird thing that did not last very long so much like the giant headed characters that walked (laughs) around world showcase oh that's right kind of is like an urban legend if you will i suppose epcot dining um but anyway so yeah on the second floor when you walked in there was of course you got to symbiosis yes which is just a film i actually loved and yes i suppose since it was talking (laughs) about all the different uh you know farming techniques and and also how the earth uh was being treated at the time and how maybe there are some potential dangers and uh, the best way time. to kind of cohabitate with the earth which is i guess what the word symbiosis means yes um to me i i very much enjoyed it i always fun to see the rice institute which was a nice feature in there i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> I probably saw that movie maybe three or four times, maybe yeah, a handful. See, because I, the movies, little me, it was always super loud. Like there was a, a scene where they were cu- cutting down all the right. forest with the chainsaws. And mm. I was like, ah, it's too that loud. I don't want to go and subject myself to this. I think that was the point, though, was trying to yeah, explain no, it was that, jarring that and was very harsh, yeah. but for a reason. My Apple Watch band comes from, you can't really see it too much all together here but that Ooh. features the infamous wall carpet uh you can purchase this at go away green on twitter if you'd like to uh how bowers makes these things and 
sells them in his little shop. Very so cool. check and that out on Twitter know, if you want to get one of your The legendary Epcot wall carpet, which has yes. become kind of a, and this is a thing. It's been a good quality band. It's only six dollars, yeah. everyone. Oh my. Hello. Price is subject <laughs> to change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, you could go in and pet the wall, and that was really fun. That's They've right. recently like spruced it up a little, I believe. So it's yes. still there in its full glory. Yes, but I mean, the uh, symbiosis was another one of those concepts where it's showing, you know, kind of the more educational parts of that, you know, the that pavilion's. Um, themes mm -hmm. whereas the more fun would be i would say the the boat ride the yes. listen to the land boat ride or is it living with the land listen, Have we listen to the land that's right it opened it's as, been so long that we've all we've heard it like, adopted the new name like even just the the restaurant upstairs which is also upstairs you know yes, there was was the good turn that. restaurant the good turn restaurant was a favorite of mine growing up because we enjoyed table service restaurants <laughs> i never went there it was um, so fascinating it was such a fun concept growing up in massachusetts there was um i think it was the hyatt don't hold me to that had a restaurant that turned around and it was in downtown boston and you could see all of boston as you were going around we went there for like mother's day one year i think <laughs> um so this concept was always fun and exciting to me um and we loved going there. The best part, of course, was that you passed over the top of right. Listen to the Land. So you could see different portions, the yes. little edge of the rainforest scene and right. the desert buffalo, not desert, the prairie scene. With yes, because the there is this scene which we will get to when we get to the boat, right? It has the desert atmosphere, the prairie atmosphere, and then the, um, the forest. The American Farm. Well, I was going to say the rainforest. I guess oh, yeah, it started with the rainforest. It starts with the rainforest, yes. yes. Um, and then, and the then you end farm. up with the farm. So when you were on the restaurant, you could hear the little rooster cock-a-doodle-doing the whole time. Um, and the barking and of the dog then, as well. And I honestly don't know if this is still the case today. We haven't been there in a couple of years. Um, but they used to feature, like, salads at least. Like, the cucumbers oh, would right. be from the listen to the land boat ride mm -hmm. they would be growing down there and other vegetables too. as well as with the aqua farming that they yeah. did they would serve the little fishies oh yeah i don't the, uh, i honestly don't know if that's still the case because you know epcot and walt disney world has grown so much in attendance since then but that was a fun experience up there and then of course downstairs you would do you want to do listen to the land first or head to? I would say listen to land because that is usually where I headed first. Yes. We're um, heading to that boat ride. And if you may remember back then, and this was the best part of that, it was actually narrated yes. by a cast member. An actual what? human being <laughs> sat human on being, the boat with you. Yeah, and would essentially narrate the entire attractions. And I can Into imagine. The yeah. Little. The papaya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, and that was the best thing ever. And if you can imagine, like, it's similar to the Jungle Cruise in that way, in that you would have to memorize a, a giant spiel, but mm. with so many technical terms, especially when you got into the greenhouses and having yes. to know all the different facts about everything that's going on in there, I just can't even imagine how and they would they have they would done occasionally that. change if they had a different, yeah. you know, crop that they were trying out. Um, but, but yeah, it was always fun. Sometimes you couldn't understand what they were saying, but that was still that they had signs, which they still have yeah, now. On I the mean, side I just very them. much respected that 
you know, the cast member that was always on the yeah. boat with me and because powder they would blue jumpsuits. That is right. Always <laughs> had the. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that was that was just fun, a very unique thing that uh, they really didn't have many other places, uh, and so that was fun. Yeah, and um, seeing you went through, you know, similar to we were saying the other pavilions will show you the history of whatever the topic is into the future possibilities. So that right. did start you out with like just a film really after you went through the... Yeah. After you went through those environments and yeah. then through the American farm, it then took you into the barn, if you will, where they showcased the uh, kind of like some current cropping, t- or actually, I guess it started with some historical yeah. um, and then portions the of farming the and then future. how things are happening now. <laughs> And then some very interesting futuristic things that are happening now. Yeah. So. And then you went, of course, out into the greenhouse. That's and that right. was always like a shock yeah. from the air conditioning. Uh, you would because get it was always with a the lot, Florida humidity. A lot warmer and, yes. and more humid. But that's also where it took you into that domed room. Yes. Which has that wonderful dome. Uh, very reminiscent of, you can imagine, the top of Spaceship Earth, like what we yeah. mentioned earlier. And domes were cool in the 80s. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, people enjoyed them. Um, it was always fun, which I always forget this, and every now, because we don't go into the land that often at night, but when you go through the boat ride at night, it's really a fun very, experience to be in that so dome room and see just, like, the total black darkness mm-hmm. above you. So I definitely recommend you doing that (laughs) and it's always fun to see what they're growing and they always had the weird little like no soil and that you would see the roots hanging down and going through these watering yeah they tried different hydroponics the different ways of growing things without having to grow them in the earth yeah so you know there were some that were on a-frames uh, some, I guess, that they were t- trying out on these little conveyor belts where you could see the roots uh, coming out. They, they still have those. Yeah. And, and uh, of course, the little centrifugal, centripetal centrifugal force uh, things. Because they had those. Centrifugal? They had some things that they had actually brought out into space. And yeah. Uh, on and the space shuttle. And they worked shuttle. with NASA. That's right. There's still a sign there that says that. Uh, and then, of course, I, was it originally you could see into the laboratory, or was that yeah. like a later on thing? I don't remember that from the very. I think original. it was original, but um, they didn't make it as prominent. Yeah, there's back actually then people as, in there every now and then. Yes. And of course, not that this is original Epcot history, but there is the behind the scenes tour. Yes. Which is still the best value on Disney property. Very I think much it's only that. like $40. And it was always u- unique as you would ride through this attraction, you would see like a group of maybe 10 to 12 people yeah, walking through and um, like, hey, how do I get to be part of that? So It is raining out a lot right now, speaking of Florida weather. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to come up on the microphone or not. Hope we not. are right next to a window. Um, anyway, yeah, behind the seats tour is really cool. Everyone should definitely do that. Yeah, I, I didn't, haven't done it in a while. So I didn't do that, do that in my early Epcot no, years. No, I wasn't didn't do it until, until like five yeah. years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is a fun experience. And that's right. um, aquaculture, we didn't. Oh, that's that right. It was well, always fun to drive through or sail through the red. Because I remember seeing that the, yeah. the picture. I think you even have it right there. Yes, of the that's you, what the boat's kind of going through <laughs> a very red environment and that's because it was essentially what was it that's a, a red i don't know why it was kind red. of a, like it's a red a tunnel i guess it was probably to keep the fishies mm. calm 
Aquacell. That's right. So basically, it was just uh, so they grew fishes there that they would actually serve in the restaurants. So that yeah. was fun too. And that I guess that was a transition between two of the different greenhouses. And they had baby alligators in there. At some oh point. yeah. Do they still have them? There? I'm not sure. I don't know that they have them. In there Last anymore. time I was there, they didn't. Uh, they yeah, had I shrimp. Think there's like a reason for. They that. Sometimes they had shrimp in there. So very unique things. Indeed. And eels. Always I remember fun. when they had eels in there too. Yeah. And it, of course, changed at some point in time, semi-recently. Christian may look that up for us. <laughs> we get a date where it became living with the land. That's right. And not listening to the land. We weren't listening anymore. That's when they primarily changed that introductory scene where you would kind of go through a little forest mm. before you got into those environments. But I guess the main feature was that they... They Nixth took out the, the cast member narration. The cast member that rode with you and narrated the whole way through, they actually put on a, a pre-narrated spiel yeah. throughout and the entire show. Is that when that happened? It was listening to the land all the way up until then? I think so. You're our researcher. Let I'm us know. Somewhere <laughs> in the, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it was in the 90s, probably yeah, mid, mid to early 90s. I mean, it 90s. wasn't that long ago. I know I Well, if you I think about that, uh, that was 20 plus years ago. Yeah, I tend to lose time flies. I didn't think I'd ever been on Listen to the Hmm. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, anyway. Additionally, <laughs> they took out the song. Oh, that's right. Listen to the Land. That which was a fun song. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I mean, it, it was a very folksy, you know, 70s-ish song, but there's certainly other places where that's a good thing yeah, I, mean, I mean but it certainly added to the whole epcot music repertoire which is yeah. which was a very fun thing as we spoke about earlier yeah placed december 10th 1993 once again that the 1993 is, 1994 yeah. range is really when a lot of things happened at epcot and not always in the best way and usually not um, we'll, that's we'll crazy because it really feels like that was just like a few years. <laughs> this is what happens when you get old, kids. Everything uh, <laughs> morphs together, and it's like that was just yesterday. Back in my day, I remember. <laughs> yes. We got to listen to the land. <laughs> anyway, um, additionally, after listen to the land, we would always get out and immediately go to the right. I tail it to, to the next show cabaret with Bonnie Appetit. Yes. Loved that show. Loved, loved that show. I think, aside from um, one little spark, the veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit song <laughs> is what my family and I sung most. There were, I mean, that and the Boogie Woogie Bakery Boy. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact that that was on the, that little oh, yeah. medley was on the, sorry, I just hit the microphone. That little medley <laughs> was on the official album. That's right. That's the part that everyone memorized, of I course. think. Because there's more to it than what is on there, of course. But, but everyone remembers veggie, veggie, yes. fruit, fruit. I mean, I recently fruit, showed veggie, veggie, that fruit. video or a video of that to Geo. And it was oh, weird to right. me how, like, there was a lot of, like, downtime and, like, <laughs> long stretches between the songs. And I was like, whoa, I guess I'm thinking of just the medley that's on the album. That's right. Um, so they keep you interested. Yeah. That's when they also had ham and eggs. The well. <laughs> <laughs> his the mother fell asleep in a hot tub, and his brother was born hard boiled. <laughs> 
Anyway. One more joke. <laughs> okay. I do that a lot around the house. We have fun here. Kids. We do have fun. And no one gets our jokes except us, I but guess. That's okay. But you guys probably get them if you're listening to this in our Epcot Center original fans. That's Who knows? right. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. And then eventually that turned into Food Rocks. rocks. Which I'm going to go out on a limb and say was in 94. It has to have been. Everything happened right around that time, it seemed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe around the same time if if it became Living with the Land in 93. Which was essentially kind of the same idea. It was just weirder. It was, yeah. Like, trying to, I think they were trying to use more hip, more contemporary yeah. songs. I mean, Peter Gabriel was brilliant, and I yeah. will stand by that forever because that was pretty funny. Um <laughs> The rest of it, yeah, C94, the year of terror (laughs) at Epcot. Um, But no, Food Rocks, you know, was okay. The Peach Boys, you know, instead of the Beach Boys, was funny. I don't remember too much of that as much as I do. We had the Food Rapper as well. Yeah, Food Rapper was funny. It was funny because then after I showed Gio the original show, we watched that, and it was funny to see how they reused a lot of the same... Yeah, they original characters. Like, yes, they're trying the to kind of go through was, the same, you know, where they open the refrigerator yeah. and go through the the dairy things, and then yeah. they had the and oven then range. At one point in time, they said, "You know what? We're gonna put this ride in here," and that was Soren. Soren's great. It is. F- it's fun. fun. It was fun in California, There's land though, too. In it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose. Does it fit? I mean, I suppose they made it fit, but Lost. yeah, they put Soren over California. Yeah, there, which was you know, I think they they found that they had a popular ride at California Adventure and they wanted it at Disney World, and they found a place to put it, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, that's what that's where it took the spot. Yeah, so and there you go. I I liked Soren, um, but it was like a weird yeah. choice. And that was the first thing that I think kind of messed with the original. Ep- I mean, it wasn't the first thing. Because it was certainly like not. Mission Space was already a thing at that point. Yeah. Journey into your imagination. And then the current <sighs> iteration had already happened. But I don't know. It just felt um, out of place a little to me. But it is yeah. a fun. You it's know, a fun ride. It's sure. not as long as the ride, the lines were when it first came out. Yeah. And then, of course, they've updated it. But I think most people prefer the original Soren Over California, even though they didn't call it that here ever. I think it might be because the um, there were less special effects. Yeah, maybe it was more genuine. Is, yeah, lots but of I don't CGI. Know. Plus the original score. Yes, yeah, the original score was always considered very brilliant. Yes, a fun thing to but listen to. I mean, to. I suppose if you had to put Soren somewhere at Walt Disney World. And I imagine they probably really wanted it at Epcot to be included in one as one of its signature attractions. You know, mm. where else can you put it? So I guess. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that kind of wraps up the land. Do you have any? Uh, I just really memories. It's always fun to. I think now that's the one that you can reminisce the most yeah. in because it's relatively unchanged the movie symbiosis did change out to it that did, timon yes. and pumbaa thing 
I don't know the official name to that. The Circle of Life. Oh, yeah. Circle of Life, sorry. Grace. Um, and now, of course, that will be <laughs> Awesome Earth. Awesome. I mean, the idea of it. Which I'm excited it, for. That's... The idea of it is, is really good. It's just a way of showing um, kind of the more education part of all that. And I suppose you can use it in the form of a film to uh, to, to entertain the folks. Yeah. I, and do... I like that they're using that space, so that's good. Yes, I do miss the original layout of the downstairs with, like you said, the hot air balloons, which marked the different seasons That's right. of the year. And then those fun tables with the umbrellas. Well, also, they had the giant fountain. fountain yeah, yeah it was a beautiful a fountain. beautiful fountain right there in the bottom uh, that they had to get rid of yes. to have flow through, I suppose, of people yeah. going from the boat attraction to the Soren. Um, yeah, and, you know, just with so many things at Epcot, it changed so much crowd-wise that they really had no choice but yeah. to change some of those things. The hot air balloons, by the way, are definitely still there. They yeah, don't they move are. anymore. Yeah, they used oh, to I They the used thing. to go yeah. up and down. Sorry, I should have clarified that. They and they're are also still there, but they don't move. And the, the, uh, the, the seating downstairs used to have umbrellas as yeah. well. Kind it was much more a, open, and now there's like picnic-y the walls. Feel. But you needed, especially when Soren opened, to yeah. kind of funnel people into certain areas rather yes. than being confused by all the tables and everything in that fountain in the middle. That's right. So, so anyway, we're going to leave the land. But the next attraction on that side to have opened up, which as I mentioned was in March of 1983. Um, do you remember what it was called? I do. What was that? However, comma. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, pretend that it, we're not oh, going to go to that one. Oh, we're going to save that one. Okay. Because I feel like that's going to okay. be the one I have the most to say okay, about. Okay, I would so. say then after. Okay. And no I, one's I, holding us to this factual. Yeah, this doesn't matter. Chronology. But anyway, <laughs> after Horizons opened on the one on the first anniversary of the park, it seemed like you know the future world was full. It had. Two, you know, had two attractions on both sides. Actually, one side had three, the other one had two. And so to kind of fill it out, the third attraction opened on the other side, and that was in January of 1986, The Living Seas, yes. which was another great one. And, and this, this map that you have here is from 85, and it says opening January 86, The Living Seas. It's already yeah. on the map. Well, I'll tell you what. the original one, right? Well, here's the thing. You see this book which came out in 1982. It came out, a first version of the, the Beard book, the Beard Epcot book that came out in 82, which happened before the park opened. It There's a full chapter on the Living Seas. It was always yeah. going to be part of, of uh, Epcot Center. So, uh, in fact, if you look through the, the beginning portions of that book, there's even an artist who's kind of drawing uh, an, a concept art of one of it, and the Living Seas was actually on the other side where Horizons now is. So, Imagine. Yeah. So actually it, those actually kind of moved around a little bit. But then they moved it to, uh, to kind of be close to the land. So you have the land and the seas yes. next um, to each other. I do remember still being here in 86. So I'm in the last episode, I was like, I might have already been moving to Virginia, but I think it was the end of 86 that we moved here because I remember specifically being in school when um, uh, the Living Seas was going to open. Mm. I think it like opened to the public on a Monday. I could be wrong with this and misremembering things. I don't so know the day don't of the week. So that could but, be. <laughs> um, 
I missed school that day. My parents took me to well, that's see awesome. the opening of the Living Seas. Um, that's great. And then I had to tell my teacher I was sick, and we went over the weekend. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was on a Friday, <laughs> and I skipped that Friday. I think that's what it was. Anyway, I'm not condoning skipping school, but if you're going to do it, an educational pavilion at Epcot, you know, I'd say that's a pretty good reason. Isn't a bad thing to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, seeing in the end of those pictorial souvenirs that it was coming soon was always exciting oh, to yes. me. Um, I mentioned on, I don't remember what episode we were, oh, the history of Epcot festivals, I believe. Could be. Which was episode three? Yes. Um, <laughs> that the Living Seas was just one of my favorite experiences because of how, I mean, it instantly took you out of Florida theme park yeah. sun and put you in the dark with wave noises and even from the beginning when you walked out and where the seagulls are now saying mine there was a wave that That's would right. come out um and that was Which really just very evocative yeah. of just the whole oceans <coughs> and all of that um the fun little undulations yeah the, the wave you know the like, way it the, wasn't a mosaic but the art as you would walk into the pavilion itself um and of course you could see spaceship earth in the distance mm -hmm. behind you so that was always fun um but when you got inside and you got to the pre pre-show the pre pre pre-show <laughs> because I, there were many pre-shows. Okay, well, I don't... Well, it depends on what you're talking about. Are you talking about even just the queue that kind of snaked around? Oh, no, I'm just oh, okay. glossing over the queue. <laughs> wow. I always enjoyed that part. No, yeah, I, I liked doing the queue. Because they always had uh, fun kind of oceany things yeah, in there, like the old diving bells diving and, and some old... It's a little scary to me as a child. And also a, a replica of the Nautilus was in there. Yes, that is true. So I, um, I do not gloss that over. Okay. But anyway, that does take you into the <laughs> pre-show. Pre yeah, which uh, I think I said last time we talked about this that I, I don't really have too much memory of that. It's I was a, always just excited for the movie. It was kind of a, a partial version of a 360 film in that you were in a round room mm. and there was a screen kind of above uh, on the sides, if you will, in the, in the kind of like a 360 film, except they didn't use all of that area to project images onto mm -hmm. only portions and actually dependent upon which of the two <coughs> pre-shows you were going to go into because they had from that room you would be able to go into one of two different um, pre-shows where they oh. showed the sea mm. and so they would project images on one side trying to basically have you all be facing that way so that when those doors oh, open gotcha. you could go there i do vaguely <coughs> remember that um, so then, yeah, you would go into that movie, which was a theater that you sat in, mm -hmm. which I always enjoyed oh, not yes. having to stand up to watch a movie. It was just a lovely film <laughs> about the sea. Yeah. And you can see the whole thing. And I, it rained. We talk about Martin's vids a lot on here. But, and rained. Um, <laughs> the deluge. And rained. The deluge. The deluge. Okay. Stop whispering. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we talk about Martin's vids a lot on here, but he really does have the best complete history of 
um, yes. original attraction. <clears throat> well, all attractions, really, everything at Walt Disney World. But he will go over the original blueprints and schematics and show you where the ride was going in a mm-hmm. thing. And then show you the actual ride. Um, I believe in his, we, he has the whole pre-show movie. Every yes. iteration. Yeah. And that's he'll right. talk about all updates um, to things. So anyway, so that that film just kind of it showed the images of the hydrolators, and then the doors opened. Yeah, and there they were. <laughs> Which I recently said. Which on a, is it still amazed me every time I did it. It was such a fun because that was the time when um, I don't know video was like getting much more accessible so the Mm -hmm. fact that you had just watched a film that was like film quality movie and then it switched to like a live shot looking image and then you walked out and there they were that live shot that you were just looking at is right there yeah with the little water bubbling up between them the best Good times because those were actual hydrolators yeah, that took you, you down, 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 down into, into um, Sea Base Alpha. Sea Base Alpha, what a time! Which then took you to the cabs, the little, yes. to the little. Uh, it was a fairly short attraction, but um, yeah, it just you know took you around the gigantic aquarium mm-hmm. that they had built there, where they had created all of these kind of different environments with coral and rocks and things mm-hmm. like that and there was sharks and turtles and, and rays. tropical fish yeah lots of lots, lots of fish of and dolphins too and then the dolphins were in a separate area so the sharks did not eat them that's right um and then after the ride you got to explore the rest of sea base alpha mm-hmm. which of course they, the, the different tube pods is still there where the diver would go down that was so fun um but they don't actually do that part anymore do they I have not seen them do that yeah, in a while. It's just kind of the. I mean, it's still there. accessible. It's just still neat to be able to see an an actual guy get into an, a little locked of chamber, mm-hmm. have it fill with water, and then have him swim up the tube and out. Yeah, into Crazy. the uh, to the aquarium. And there was always like divers in the aquarium part of it. Mm-hmm. The whatever you want to call that. I don't know if it has a the name. observation area. Sure. Um, so you would always see divers in there and it was fun and they'd be feeding fish and checking on things. That's right. Um, and then there was the little tidal pool area where mm. you could like pick up starfish and things like that. Always like the little movie with Atlas talking about how the, mm. the oceans formed and all the different land masses kind of did their thing. And then they had that Jason robot that went underwater yeah. and, um, where you could kind of te- you get in there and kind of put your arms in oh, yeah, and just to see too. how. Yes, many a photo was taken there. Um, And now, Turtle Talk with Crush is in there. Um, And the Living Seas. I guess that's when we were talking about it. It was in the top five worst episodes. Which was episode four. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if anyone stopped and ran to episode three. Um, That's what I was talking about because I did not enjoy the addition of the Nemo stuff sorry it's just me because i, I remember okay the original it. it's but. okay um but another fun part i don't know if you ever experienced this when you visited probably not because it was table service was the coral reef restaurant what is this restaurant you speak of it's a restaurant that was on the other side wait 
of the what? tank that you could <laughs> see, and they yeah. would usually always have a diver in there, and that side you could see. I, I did not ever eat there uh, in my olden days, but uh, I have since been. Yes. Yeah, I we went there a few times when I was younger. I always enjoyed it, and then it had a reputation for not having good food, but I think it's oh. okay now. Um, it's just always fun to. It's a fun experience to be in there and see. I agree. The fish. Get some good views of the aquarium. You've got the best lounge. Yes, I was. I was just going to say that. Then on the other side of the tank, if you are so lucky to go to the. It's actually VIP. on the same side, just above it. Oh, my bad. That's okay. I'm not good with directions. I've been told. No worries. <laughs> It's directly above the restaurant. Uh, directly <laughs> above the restaurant. That's right. Like, I've been in there from that elevator. That's dumb that I forgot that. Oh, Don't well. worry about it. <laughs> anyway, you can uh, experience, which there's been a lot of special events in there. So I think of the lounges, the original Future World lounges, that's probably the one most people have been in and yeah. seen the um, clear but it, piano. Yeah, it's still very there. fun. It's yeah, still no, a fun it's environment. it's super fun. Um, you can get married in there or have a reception in there or whatever, all sorts of fun things. And that was originally sponsored by United Technologies. That's right. It is not any longer. No. But you can still see the remnants of... At the time, United Technologies was head up of Otis Elevators. Ah, yes. Which is where the Otis Elevator Company came from. And the Scott Otis <laughs> came from. There is a history of me with the Otis Bounds. Elevator Company. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was Well, it was Elijah elevator. Otis, but he's a distant relative. Um, yeah, and earlier we were talking about your desire to be a landscape architect, which is also in your history. That's right. Your distant relation to Frederick Law Olmsted. That's true. Who designed the Biltmore Estate Grounds and Central, Central Park. Park. Yeah. Fun times. Uh, anyway, we're getting <laughs> off topic. Quite. So living with the land, I mean, living, wow, okay. This is the living seas. <laughs> the living seas was a fun place. And you can still experience some of the original stuff there, which, you know, is always a bonus. What would have been a nice bonus to keep is if we still had to take the hydrolators to yeah. get back. But those that are gone. Did not change in 94. <gasps> when did that change? 2007. Yeah, it was much more recent because Finding Nemo, the movie, didn't come out until May of 2005. No, wait. Is that right? Well, I might need to. 2003. Sorry, May of 2003. It's okay. We're, uh, you know. We're just winging we're it here. We're constantly <laughs> known for having someone look stuff up while we're talking about it now, I guess. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun fun uh, original pavilion well not original pavilion but when it came out I consider it, was, it one of the originals yeah. if you will because that was the last one and then that was before Wonders of Life which we might actually need to go back to eh. <laughs> this was the the original Epcot which I consider the seas to be more of that than the I know of Life. I do but I pretty much consider everything pre-1994 to be part of original oh, Epcot right. well we can that hop back over to that at in, some point it opened in 89 so okay when we do the rest of the communicores we'll uh okay we'll hop into that so that takes us to our well my favorite attraction of all time I don't think it's yours but that's okay Journey into Imagination. Oh, I very much love this one. I know, but it's not like your favorite. I was just the right it was up there. age and the right 
I don't know, huh. makeup of my person <laughs> to fall head over heels in love with this attraction. It's a big part of it, absolutely. Um, just walking in and seeing that crystal elevator that was there. Also, you know, just, just even the from pyramids. the outside, the pyramids that you could see through. It was. I love so the pyramids that, and that the the tops of the pyramids kind of had like a yeah. little slice taken out of them. Mm-hmm. That, to me, it was, was very visually like enticing. Yes, very. Um, and the fact that it, outside there was that waterfall that went up. We called it the up waterfall. I What's funny is my first visit, I didn't get that. It wasn't until my second visit I, I looked at that waterfall and I said, wait a minute, yeah. the water's going up. <laughs> For some reason, I missed that the first time. I, I guess I was playing in the fountains too much. Probably. Um, we'll get to the fountains outside after, I guess. Indeed. But walking in and you see the elevator and the mural on the wall and the purple ride vehicles mm. coming around. I just knew, I mean, this was really, the. I mean, if you want to describe me as a person back then, I was into collecting stickers i had like various sticker books lisa frank unicorns you know the whole thing the last unicorn was a movie that i loved um that's just it was everything i was about and this attraction fulfilled all of my unknown (laughs) desires and dreams at that point in my life so Walking in, I mean, not walking in, you know, taking the ride around the corner and seeing, of course, the Dreamcatcher machine. Yeah. With Figment. Well, Figment was not yet. Well, Dreamfinder. Dream and that's <laughs> explaining the yes. birth of Figment, if you will. Um, I still have the entire Dreamfinder monologue memorized. And I can do it We in a hear fun it accent. all the time. <laughs> I will spare you all that. Um, but, you know, it is in my repertoire. I'm just great. <laughs> uh, so it was instantly, I mean, you had no choice but to look at it because of the way yeah. the ride was set up. But it was still interesting to me, even though that wasn't like my realm of interest in Disney rides, the technical aspects of it. But seeing that like the walls came up on either side of you and realizing like, oh, there's more than just us watching mm-hmm. this it's going around and you know that was a like giant turntable yeah. very early me figuring stuff out okay. and being interested in it um and then of course figment appears and he's adorable and cute and fun and, and he playful. just wants to make more and more new fun ideas yes but first we must store these ideas with the others in the dream port in the dream port and that's when things got are we almost there the dream port is never far never away. Far away. You use your imagination. Okay. Uh, so you turned into the journey to the dream port, I guess. Um, or the maybe the whole yeah, went right thing to the was dream the dream port. Yeah. There was all these different sections of different types of imagination. Yeah. And there was, you would... And the the ride track went like up it, oh little yeah. hills. It was and essentially like kind that. of like a little roller coaster car yeah. that just didn't have a lot of no speed. speed. So yeah, there were ups and downs and turns um, left and right. And at one point, you went by like a storage facility for like scents, different types ah, of yes. scents. There was giggles in a dr- in a <laughs> applause where the you know hands With lots would come of hands, up. Yeah. Um, but one of the scents in the perfume was like a rose scent. Ah. And that, that has stayed perfect. with me my entire life. It is ingrained in my brain. And 
you know, I used to only wear like rose water and rose scented <laughs> perfume like all through high school. And I still just love the scent of that. I have Oof. rose water mist that I spray on my face. And every time I spray it, I'm like, imagination. I mean, your daughter's name is Sophia Rose. Well, so. yeah, that was, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> that, <laughs> that wasn't why, but. Um, I'm going to say it was. <laughs> <laughs> maybe subconsciously. Um, but then that took you into probably the most beautiful room anywhere. Yes. The, the white, white room. room with rainbows. Where figments. The music oh changed um, when you got into that room to a much more like sing-songy, wispy kind of music. I guess yeah. I, I don't know if that's Maybe the right way to describe classical. it, but I don't know. yeah, it was a little more um, classic. No one was speaking at that time. Figment was just showing you his pot of rainbows, which, uh, and it was just it was perfection. all white paper cutouts and and they there even was had a carousel the, the, yeah the carousel of the different white cutout <sighs> character or animals it was so relaxing yes. and beautiful and there was there was nothing to gain for you know like it wasn't it didn't serve a purpose it was just beautiful i wasn't trying and to promote anything it was just yeah it was just Beautiful in its simplicity. Yes. And then after that, I think, was when you went into the That's when things got a little part, scary, right? yes. And then um, the the raven and the book with the calling of the raven, that was always super cool. Yeah, all kind of, because it definitely stories. got to be a lot darker. There was Figment kind of trying to clo keep that door closed with the, yes. with the yeah, tentacles and that's, trying to get through. That was one of the fun parts is that you would see Figment in different places throughout the ride doing oh, yeah. something or figuring out, you know, what was going on. Because apparently he's imagined all of these things, right? I, I guess. Know. Or is he just dealing with them? I think that's just Using what's his there. imagination. I don't know. I don't know. Let's not get too deep into Figment's <laughs> <laughs> psyche. Um and then after that, you went into... I'd say the theater portion. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there was um, costumes and sets, mm -hmm. songs and romances. That's right. Or something. They had that, the little laser Yes, that was very that were... technologically advanced back then. Oh, yes. Seeing the lasers form different shapes, uh, musical notes and the theater masks on the screen. Um, and then after that, you ended up in the... But what about science? But that's what I was science, just about to science, say. But what science. about science? And you went through a little tunnel thing, which was always fun. Uh, yes. And that was... Oh, then you went through the room that showed... Um, oh, the plants. The life cycles of plants. And Dreamfinder was controlling it and making things grow and grow die. Grow fast. <laughs> and then Which we again. used a lot of the, the art, or I guess movie techniques that Walt Disney had perfected mm -hmm. in his true life adventures uh, series yeah where they did a lot of time-lapse photography on the germination of flowers <clears throat> and plants and things like that so that was fun to see yeah um and then after that was that the end where you got to the room with figment yep. around the, so then that was the end and you, there was another circular room but it was figment in all of the screens That's right um which was always just a fun upbeat happy way to end it because he was doing he was like things. skiing the alps he was a cowboy he was a cowboy riding a horse um <laughs> it was just very fun and silly and 
Yeah, I mean that. Just basically showcasing him, you know, using his imagination to come up with all of these fun ideas. Yes, and I cried a lot when I had to leave that. Um, There was also, at one point, I think when you went into the science room, they took your photo. Oh, that's right. And then at the end, there was Dreamfinder with his little movie camera, and there was a screen that would show you your on-ride photo. Which I think at that time was very new to us. Yeah, and because it was sponsored by Kodak. So um, it's just neat to see us. It was, and it you know it wasn't a good quality photo <laughs> no. or whatever. And it was and, a very strange angle, almost kind of like yeah. an overhead shot. And but. unless you knew it was coming, you know you didn't you didn't mm. look good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, having ridden it several thousand times, you we always pose. did a funny pose for it. <laughs> um, and even there's some photos I have of us taking a photo of the photo, <laughs> which is not the best quality at all. But you know, it was still a fun thing to do. Oh yeah. And then... Where did that take you? Figment was waiting on the wall when you got off and said, follow me to the image works. Oh, my goodness. And That so you, was the best thing to do. You got off the ride, and you could go up the crystal elevator, or you could go up the escalators. I, that's right, the escalators, which was also... I guess you would experience those in malls and department yeah. stores, so that wasn't a new thing. <laughs> but I liked how thin they were. Hmm. But uh, I always took the, the, the staircase that went around the elevator. That's right. Yeah, I did do that That was a lot times. of fun. Um, but that take you to the you, second floor yeah. in, underneath those same pyramids that yes. you saw. And you could see out a outside. little bit. Oh, quite a bit. And then, you know, there was so many fun things to do in the image works. There was a little bubble thing and then... Bubble music. Um, right. There was a lot of different weird globes and that you know you could like clap your hands and it would like change colors and stuff like that yeah i like the wall where you could from one side you can just act out things but from if you had some friends Mm -hmm. on the other side they would kind of see you in digitized form that was always fun and then the stepping tones was always fun i love that so many different things and of course the infamous rainbow corridor where (laughs) supposedly you could enter and there would be a, a color that you would kind of be assigned as you walked in, and that color <laughs> would follow you okay, wherever I'm you went. I'm so glad you said that. I was just looking it up in the Birnbaum book because I don't even know where it is. But I remember reading that in here oh, yeah. and thinking that's what was going to happen and being, like, so excited. But that isn't really what happened. Like, it didn't well, it if just... you maintained a certain pace, <laughs> it would have happened. It didn't. It didn't necessarily sense you, and then if you went backwards, it would also go backwards. It essentially traveled at a very consistent rate. Upon entering the rainbow corridor, a tunnel full of neon tubes in all the hues of the rainbow, every guest is assigned a color, and the lights of that color are illuminated as he or she passes by. I think it was originally <laughs> intended to do that. I was so excited <laughs> for that, and. I mean, I was still okay that it didn't happen. Like, I still love going It was so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I loved going through there. I would go in and go back out and go back in. It was just a pretty, a pretty place. It was fun. It really was. Um, And then, of course, the Dreamfinders drama, whatever that was called. The School of Drama? Yes, Dreamfinders School of Drama, which was, at the time, you know, very technically advanced with Using the green, key, green, green screen, screen technology, yeah. 
<clears throat> basically putting you in there in the in a different place, like in an old west yeah. with Dreamfinder or in different circumstances. It was very, very fun and funny to see what you looked like on screen because you had to do like the opposite because you were looking at yourself <laughs> in a monitor and um and now everybody jump. Yeah. And jumping over trains, it was very silly and fun. Yes. And they could certainly do that again just with with yeah. much bigger technology. The current version of the image works is yeah. No, no there's nothing there. Not worth mentioning. I all. wouldn't even. Um yeah, it could be redone again. And in that same space, that yeah, same space I to mean, be honest. There's no reason why it can't be done. And of course, I enjoyed also the pin boards where you pin put boards, your hand underneath I have a, a traumatic a, experience memory oh, of no. that. <laughs> if my mother's listening. Uh, <laughs> she probably is. But at one point, we were going through, and I was doing the pinboard, and my mom came up from behind me and smacked my hand oh, up no. underneath because she thought it would be funny. That's not funny at all. It really hurt my hand. Like, obviously, it didn't go through my hand because they're, like, dull. They're not, they're yeah, big yeah. and dull. They weren't, like, actual needles or pins. Um, but it was very traumatic, mostly because I was startled by it, not because, like, I was actually in pain. But that's ingrained in my brain now. That's how lives are formed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay, Mom. I'm, I'm not holding a grudge. Don't worry. But then they also had the beautiful kaleidoscopes that you could look yeah, through. Yeah, they had and the kind kaleidoscope things. And then the, the painting with yes. pigment. The, with the electronic uh, fountain Which pen. could totally be done. Absolutely. I mean, back then. At the then, time, it was yeah, unheard of. Yeah, Using touchscreen technology, yeah. that was and absolutely like unheard the of at the time. And you could make figment whatever color so. you wanted, and it was super fun. And then they had the thing where you could uh, conduct the orchestra mm -hmm. with lights that were shining on your, the top of your hands. That's right. Um, I think that was it in the image. That was too. quite a lot, though. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, of course, outside. Oh my gosh! You could go to see um, Magic Journeys. Which I loved. I always loved it too. It was. It was looking at it now. It's weird, but it was a it different was a time back trip. then, and I don't think anyone came out of that being like, "Well, maybe parents did." I don't know. But as a kid, <laughs> I was like, "This was great," and it was three D. I did get scared with the witch. Yeah. Trying to electrocute me mm. with the little sparks. <laughs> that was a little scary. Um, and then of but. course the jumping fountains. Oh outside, yes, which was I always left amazing. that area completely soaked. Me too. Because. It was perfect stream, you know, t tubes of water that yeah. were flying it over us. It was so us. fun to just even watch. And then, I mean, you could stand under it and not get wet at all. But oh, then yeah. if you jumped or put your arms, like, up through it, then you would get I always tried soaked. to angle my hand in just such a way where I'd get my sisters soaked. I'm sure you did. But then I would always get soaked in the meantime. <laughs> oh, well. And then the little <laughs> um, tiny, there was a figment topiary. That's right. Which is not still there. The topiary, but I think those little tiny fountains are still or there. Or little, like little drops drop. would pop up, and you try you, to catch them. Well, I wouldn't try to catch them. I would hit them Whap. and then <laughs> get other people wet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun, fun experience. I mean, we talked all about the remodels of it, the refurbs in that we did worst rides episode. So I'm not going to go into that. But needless to say, it really did mold my childhood and I don't know it's just you know every child needs imagination and needs dreams and that was a great place to see that 
hey, dreams and imagination are good and they're okay. And they're a part of like an important part of the world because and everything else in there was so serious and, yes. you know, actual like transportation and communication and energy. This was like whimsical and fun and much needed. And it was great that it was embodied in the character of Figment, who is simply just a very curious uh, character who just wanted to imagine yeah. fun and new things. So. And, you know, the walk around Dreamfinder with oh, his figment right. friend was always a. F I mean, if he was ever there and I was there, I took a photo with him. And years later, I met um, Ron Schneider, who was one of the people that portrayed the Dreamfinder. Um, yep. Steven Tyler, I think, Taylor is the other one. I don't recall, but okay. Um, I follow him on Facebook. He's a very <laughs> nice guy. And meeting Ron Schneider was like me meeting Elvis <laughs> for an older generation. I cried. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to keep it together for this podcast, so I'm, I'm trying not to get too emotional about it things. It was a great attraction. It really was, and, and I think pavilion, that's why yeah. it was so heartbreaking when they did change it. And I do have yeah. high hopes that Figment will return to his former glory. That's the great thing about Imagineering, is that if something gets put on the drawing board or, sh or shelved away or or, or, you know, there's always time for something to be brought back. And so whatever great ideas they may have come up with to change it into, they can still do that. Yes, so. I agree. And I think I said this in my love letter to Epcot as well, that part of the difficulty in growing up with Epcot and seeing the changes is you have to wonder where some of the changes that were made because people were actually you know bored quote unquote or attendance was low or was attendance low because of other reasons like they weren't updating at all and then they make these sweeping changes thinking this is what people want um but is it what people want i yeah. it's, it's it's hard for me to think that people ending. wanted that right so. Or even just the sponsors yeah. Yeah. wanting something different. It, That's so true, too. I mean, whole, I think that yeah, was the, the case. The whole idea that. of Epcot being, you know, it was a billion-dollar park when it first opened in 1982, and a lot of that did come from the corporate sponsors. Yeah. And that uh, idea is very difficult without that corporate sponsorship, and, it, and that, that model, if you will, is kind of isn't really what, what's going on as much well. anymore. In this day and age, I think Disney can do whatever they want to Disney's do. Disney's got a pretty healthy pocketbook, I they say. Do. If they wanted <laughs> to recreate original Epcot somewhere else, you know, brick for brick, they could do that and yeah. not lose any money on it. But that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it would go over great, but that's just me. They'd, they'd have a few attendees. Oh, yeah. Um, so we are now... <laughs> I guess going back to Wonders of Life, or do you want to go to the uh, Communicores? Uh, let's touch on Wonders of Life. That uh, that was a fun addition. I believe that opened in 88 or 89. I think it was 88, actually. We'll have our, we'll have our people look into that. I want to say, I want to guess May of 88, but yeah. well, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, anything? Uh, well, 89. 89. Oh, there you go. 
I do remember uh, seeing all kinds of fun advertisements for that in magazines where they were talking mm. about that. Because it was MetLife was the sponsor. MetLife, which at the yeah. time, was having a very large ad campaign with Snoopy and all that. Yes. So... So it they had a lot of brand awareness, I think, already. But going, uh, kind of going up the hill and then approaching that golden dome, if you will, it definitely had a, a lighter tone to it than all of the other Future World attractions. Um, well, let's see. In 89, that was, I was a junior? Sophomore or junior in high school. Sure. So... I wasn't, you know, and I also wasn't living in Florida at that time. I was in Massachusetts okay. again. So I did not visit that as often or, you know, Disney in general as often. Um, so when I did go there, it was new and interesting to me to see that. But um, I don't know. It didn't have the same feel to me as the original I, pavilions. I Obviously, it wasn't made in the same time. So right. It was... It was a few years after, but yeah. it was the next expansion after the Living Seas. I don't think it was, um, you know, out of place or anything. It certainly just not. There was always, it was always intended to have a life and health pavilion mm. in Future World, and so it finally came to be with this one. And uh, I still, uh, I very much enjoyed the uh, Body Wars attraction, which used the same uh, simulator technology as Star Tours did. Yes. Um, I thought it was a little bumpier yes, than, that than one was Star much more Tours. Rough. I didn't go on that as often. And I think a, a lot of people had also issues with the general concept of entering a human body <laughs> and like going through the lungs and the brain I and mean, the heart. I mean, I was fine with that. Some, you know, some people, there they, was a they movie get nauseous about that kind that of thing. That did that. Inner space? Um, before that, but oh. Inner Space was the one that made it like fun and cool. But I think before that, there was like a weird old movie. Oh, okay. That was also going inside the human body. Mm. I don't know. Oh. Um, but. Of course, Cranium Command was the real draw yes, for me. Yes, the Cranium Command was the best. Uh, that basically going into the brain of an adolescent boy and and uh, going through a typical day of his with all kinds of uh, travails and things yeah, like that. There, it was so many different uh, styles of i don't know visuals i guess as you were walking in the pre-show was like traditional animation and you were learning oh, about right. um you know these commander commandos cranium commandos cranium commandos that were <laughs> going into various human brains and they would be deposited and then the humans when they came on screen was more of like a that weird kind of Stop motiony yeah. looking Monty yes. Python esque. Very Monty Python esque, yeah, where it would lift their heads and then yeah. insert these commandos into them. And then when you got inside, you were in the head of the person, so yes. your eyes were you like see the, the screens were the eyes of the person. Yes. Um, and then it was all live action people. A like lot of stars of, yeah. from various things like Saturday Night Live and yes. things like that with the. Uh, Charles Grodin, Dana Carvey, yes, and Bobcat Goldthwait, um, and Norm others. from Cheers, yes, George Went. Mm -hmm. um, but then, of course, Buzzy, who you had seen in the pre-show, was an animatronic little That's right. kind of being. controlling all of these different functions within the brain. Yes. And just to me, that was just a fun show. And uh, general general knowledge was always a fun character, also. So. 
Yes. That was fun. And then, of course, they had The Making of Me with Martin Short, a movie about the creation of a human child. That yeah. was a very touchy subject. I remember they had kind of warnings uh, outside like the theater only... saying that they were actually going to uh, show a live human birth, which was a very sh- something that you don't often see. I, in I feel a like theme I park. only saw that once because I was just like at that age and like with my parents, I was like, this is not what I want to be watching with my mom. But they did it in a very <laughs> tasteful way and they kind of, the. Th- the actual conception of a child is done in animated form with lots of uh, guys racing through. The okay. So anyway. <laughs> uh, there was also fun activities oh, come in on. the area, like the little bikes that you were, could bike through. There would be a screen and you could and bike One of them was by bicycling through Disneyland, yes. which to me was always my favorite, except I would always, since I wanted to get through of as much of it as possible, I had to bike faster mm-hmm. which got me more tired oh, and yes. i usually got sick at the end yeah oh well, oh well that's not good well not sick physically it's just like oh, i shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> um the whole rest of that area was very to me seeming like you know a science museum type of like fun yes. little displays like hold this cold pole and hold this hot pole and then you'll feel weird and um so yeah but it was a fun thing and there was goofy's uh something school where oh that's right they showed goofy shorts using old goofy shorts they were talking about the you know the the do's and don'ts of life yeah like don't smoke cigarettes don't drink alcohol yes but do exercise so things like that that was a lot of fun too um, and then the anacomical players which was a stage show with comedic actors kind of mm, doing some I fun things i believe uh, wayne brady actually came from there wow. yeah who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you told me that before. Um, so, yeah, and now that is becoming the Play Pavilion, so we'll have to see what the future holds That's for right. that. So <laughs> we'll have to, you know, we're realizing as we discuss our memories and histories and all this fun stuff that we need more time to do this. We <laughs> so, kind of drone on about things. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to do a part three <laughs> that will touch on the Communicore sections that we missed and we'll also do World Showcase. Um, but because I want that episode to be just as exciting and thrilling as all of these episodes have been, I think we're also going to throw in some history of the nighttime spectaculars oh, yes. at World Showcase. Because um, I believe we're encountering a new change with that soon. Yes. Uh, Epcot Forever will be opening in just a few days. Or oh probably already by this time. by the time you're listening to this. Um <laughs> So yeah, we're, you know, Epcot will never be finished being discussed, but for now, <laughs> we're done with this part. Um, so you'll have to come back again to hear even more Epcot memories, history, and fun. Uh, subscribe to yeah, so. iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, Up the Waterfall. Um subscribe and like and comment on youtube if you're watching us there yes we'd love to see your comments or questions yeah um rate us on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so more people can discover us hopefully uh will have all of these links and fun information for you, you yes know, follow the show on instagram 
stay tuned for another episode next week if you have any comments any questions things we forgot things that you're like how did you not mention this oh that's right leave us a comment wherever you're listening to this and we'll find it and uh respond we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening or watching if you're watching and uh we'll see you next time up the waterfall That is absolutely fantastic. Well, that's only part of it. We got a big climatic scene. But how could you top it? Well, we set the place on fire. And we have our audience trapped down in this flaming city. And how can they get out then? Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall. That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs>